Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. One half of pro wrestling's power couple, Dustin Five Star, here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Case Cerrito, talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee that you never miss a show. Subscribe on iTunes to Cerrito Live for free. And also check us out on CerritoLive.com. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. To the show. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater, and it's the perfect place to take a date. Check out playhouseonthesquare.org now to see the full list of upcoming shows and to buy tickets for the events happening. Playing right now at Playhouse on the Square is an annual tradition. It is uh, the production of Peter Pan. Peter Pan going on right now until December. 31st. So plenty of time to go up to Playhouse on the Square at Overton Square and catch Peter Pan flying through the Playhouse until December 31st. Also coming up this season at Playhouse on the Square, you'll be able to see Million Dollar Quartet, Rock of Ages, and Lord of the Flies. Those are all still to come. Check out PlayhouseOnTheSquare.org. Memphis's only professional theater. Once a month, we're joined by Greg Akers. He is the Memphis Business Journal's editor-in-chief of the Memphis Business Journal. Every time I say that, I'm like... Very proud. Everybody who comes on this show, they end up getting um, uh, just great gigs. It works out for them. And most importantly, though, Greg is a notorious Nashville hater, and he likes to tell us why Nashville sucks. So Greg joins us now. What about Nashville? What about Nashville? Well, let's go burn on Nashville down, set it all aflame. Barbecue those greeds, head make country weak and lame. Burn, burn, Las Vegas, cleanse it, rinse it, soul. Burn, burn, branch it too, make it a big black hole. Yeah! What's going on, Greg? Hey, what's up? And and thank you for the uh, Cerrito bump giving giving me a promotion at my job. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happened to Life. It happens to to Dustin. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> except me. Except me. <laughs> you you got to stop sharing it. I'm sharing that uh, mojo. All right, Acres joins us every month to tell us why Nashville sucks. And I was thinking, Greg, I was looking at the election results. I'm like, there's only uh, three counties in the entire state that were, were blue, uh, and Davidson County, including Nashville, was blue, and Shelby County. So we have more in common with Nashville than than we thought. Like, why are you hating them so much? <laughs> well, yes. Um, in fact, I thought about that and wondered if I should acknowledge that, but I decided not to. I mean, <laughs> yes, they're not. They're not. 100% terrible. They're 
90% terrible. And, and it's like also Haywood County, also the other county that's blue. And we're not – I don't know if we have that much in common with, with, with Haywood County either. So, all right. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, most big cities anywhere, no matter what state, are going – are typically more democratic-leaning. All right. But this is not a politics segment because this is something nope. many Memphians can agree on, and that is that Nashville sucks. So every month you like to give us a little bit of the origin story of why we should historically – Hate Nashville. Next month, you t- last month you talked about the Tennessee Titans debacle. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell mm-hmm. us now? What's a historical reason uh, why from the part of the hating Nashville origin story for Greg Akers? So this one is it's kind of like the Titans. It's somewhat of a recent history thing, but this one matters more than most anything to me. And so, uh, once upon a time, great Memphis director Craig Brewer wanted to uh, remake Footloose. Uh, the 1984 Kevin Bacon movie. And uh, he was picked by the studio, by Paramount, to make it. And he had three stipulations uh, where he agreed to make it. And one of them, he insisted it should be made in Memphis. And Paramount said, okay, we'll do that. Um, You know, just if you can work it out with the state um, to get the incentives we need, then, then go for it. And so his budget was a little bit over... $25 $25 million, and, of course, uh, Georgia is very competitive with tax incentives for films. Um, and so they, the, he could make it cheaper in Georgia, but he wanted to make it in Memphis. And so he went to the Tennessee Film Commission and the state and negotiated really hard to get tax incentives uh, for his movie. Um, and so at the time, I, I went and did some research, that at the time the state film incentive was it about $20 million to fund for it? Um, so, and they had built it up that much because they wanted to lure a big studio production, like exactly like Footloose. That was, it was exactly what kind of what the thing they were looking for. And uh, so Brewer and the state were negotiating and they agreed to, to give him some money, but in, they ended up, there was about $1.8 million that they wouldn't budge on. Um, that that's about how far off he was to get it to be made in Memphis and Tennessee wouldn't do it. And, um, so, you know, the Nashville film commissioner, his name was Perry Gibson, uh, ended up turning Brewer down. Um, and so, uh, Brewer later on, he was quoted in the Memphis flyer said, uh, the money was there to make footloose, but someone decided, no, we're not going to cave. So Footloose was made in Georgia, and it created a lot of jobs there and brought a lot of revenue to the state, and it's a really good movie. Um, so all that happened, and um, it, it's not like the commission wasn't willing to negotiate for something that they wanted. You know, they 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 would incentivize a movie if it, or a production if it was something they wanted. And just a few years earlier, um, there was the Hannah Montana movie, um, and that was filmed in, in large part in Nashville um, and in Middle Tennessee. And the state commission bent over backwards to keep that production from going to Louisiana. Um, and they they even, like, broke some of their own rules to get the Hannah Montana movie here. So they incentivized non-Tennessee crew members, which is, like, not – that's not a good practice. I mean, the whole reason to have an incentive is to have jobs for local people. Uh, but they gave money to non-Tennessee people – uh, including like the, the Miley Cyrus's family, Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, and so that violates the rules, but the, the commissioner can negotiate that kind of thing. And so Perry Gibson wanted to negotiate it. So he did it. 
for Hannah Montana, but he wouldn't do it for Footloose. Uh, not that even not that Brewer was even asking for that kind of thing for Footloose. He he wanted to use locals. Um, but to be fair, and, Hannah Montana the movie was maybe one of the biggest Oscar snubs of this uh, past <laughs> like fifty years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. And, and actually, uh, I happened to watch it yesterday. What? I watched the Hannah Montana movie yesterday. Oh, did you? I've, okay. I've seen it before. Uh, oh, you've and, seen it before, but, and you watched it again. All right. <laughs> I was doing work in mm-hmm. the living room while my daughter was watching it, and so uh, it's it is the worst movie. It's so terrible, <laughs> and it it just makes me so mad because of all this stuff. Um, and then, like the icing on the cake for all this, well, two things. Later on, there were like some someone did an audit of the film commissioner, and they found that there were conflicts of interest all over the place with Perry Gibson. So he was fired. He was just not a good guy. I, I mean, maybe in other ways he was, but he was not a good commissioner or even-handed. Uh, but then the film commission had a massive surplus that year of you know twenty more than twenty million dollars because it turned down Footloose. So. When they did decide to spin it, they spent it on the the pilot and the first season of the TV show Nashville, because that's what they wanted. They wanted something for Middle Tennessee, and didn't want it to be beneficial to West Tennessee. So I hate Nashville very intensely because of the way it handles film incentives. Film incentives and and that has it improved at all? Because I mean, this is your 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 history lesson. I mean, Memphis. Has they got to have that Chad Michael Murray show that's going to be on on the mm-hmm. same channel as Nashville next year on CMT? Mm-hmm. So I, th- that's since all that went down. There's been other films that did not come to Memphis. You know, ended up going to other states. The Blind Side being most notable, right? Uh, that went to Georgia. Um, so the first like actual positive thing to say since then was Million Dollar Quartet, and um, the difference, I mean, interestingly, I, I don't know to what extent this really plays a, a, a part, but that is the production is CMT, which is Nashville Bay. So it there is still a Nashville connection, and and it must. I see what so you're the saying. The local yeah. people, I mean, you know, not just Craig Brewer, but the the local lawmakers, the Memphis Film Commission, they really tried like hell also to get footloose here. And it just didn't happen. Well, it did happen with Million Dollar Quartet. They, you know, they they did everything they could, and it worked out. Well, you're uh, saying that, that benefits also, that kind of yeah. benefits Nashville in the way because it's a CMT show, right? It does. Okay. Um, and it also um, it's a much smaller ask than Footloose was. Um, I mean, the the production's you know relatively smaller. I mean, it's still substantial, but it, you know it's not as big a deal as Footloose would have been in terms of the money. Um, but so, you know, million dollar quartet, I think at four point something million, uh, for a season. And I can only hope if, you know, if it does well and is renewed and there's future seasons that they will also be incentivized. And, and I do think they will be because it's a CMT thing. Um, CMT now will have, you know, original Nashville seasons and original million dollar quartet. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad for all that. But, right. but it's, it, it took something special like that to get something positive for Memphis. Right, because it's frustrating and they don't have it set up and it doesn't seem fair when a movie that is set in Memphis uh, comes along like Blindside. 
but doesn't mm-hmm. get filmed in Memphis, or a movie like Footloose, where the director uh, gets approval to get the movie in Memphis and wants to shoot it in Memphis, and then it can't either. So it's that that is always frustrating. So that's historically a reason to hate Nashville. So here we are, present day, 2016. Uh, what, what's going on right now? Why should we hate Nashville this month? So uh, a few years ago, there was an, it was announced there was going to be a National Museum of African American Music, and it was going to be in Nashville. And um, point number one, that's stupid. That museum should not be in Nashville. Um, there is you know very little um, African American music historically from that came out of Nashville. Darius Rucker, does Darius Rucker gospel for sure? <laughs> there are three African Americans who were ever inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. Darius three? Rucker, okay. three. Mm-hmm. Grant, uh, Darius Rucker being one of them. Mm-hmm. DeFord Bailey, who's a harmonica player from a long time ago, and Charlie Pride. Oh uh, yeah, Charlie Pride. Saw him live at FedEx Forum. Ooh, that was great. Uh, <laughs> so three, three ever. And, and granted, that's just the Grand Ole Opry. There's they, there's other things there, but most of it is gospel. Um, so I have no beef with the gospel part of it. But if you're going to have a national museum about African-American music there. I mean, Nashville is one of the worst places to put it. Like I'm not saying it has to be in Memphis. There's a lot other right. great cities. Too. Detroit. Right. Yeah. Detroit, Atlanta. I mean, New York, uh, there's lots of places, but Nashville's not one of them. And you know, it, when, so then when that was announced, um, what the, one of the founding members of the Barquets, uh, James Alexander said for them to get that museum in Nashville is kind of like a slap in the face. That museum should be in Memphis. So, okay, so that's a couple years ago. And so, but this this week, um, they made, made a big announcement. So there, where the conference uh, center used to be in Nashville, um, the city still owns that property, uh, and they've been working on this really huge development to go in that spot at 5th and Broadway. And with private developers and, and a lot of public money, like tens of millions of dollars of public money. And so the plan was to put that museum in that in that spot and it was going to have this really prominent position on Broadway which is you know the big road in that downtown Nashville in terms of tourism uh, so its front door would be on Broadway and a big marquee and like a, the the artist renderings of it were really nice um, and you know so getting lots and lots of public money for that and this week the development team closed so they actually bought the property now and like, just at the same time as they close, they're like, "Oh, we've changed some things about the development. The, the plans have changed a little bit." And so, the new building—I'm sure it will still be beautiful, and it's definitely going to cost a lot of money. But the new plan puts the museum in the back of the building, behind uh, some restaurants and some stores. Uh, it, it won't have the prominent. Uh, you know, facing on Broadway, it will have a much smaller facing on fifth. Um, and it, it's just like a total, I guess, kind of like a slap in the face again. Um, you know, basically like saying, you know, saying all the right things. Um, if they are going to do it, they should do it right. And so they were talking about talking in that way for a long time. And then once they finally get everything they need, they shoved it to the back. Um, there were some protests this week, um, and so there were two signs I saw pictures of. One of them, um, two gentlemen held these signs. One of them said, uh, Black Museum, out of sight, out of mind. And then another one, another sign said, 
Underground Railroad, yes. Underground Museum, hell no. Uh, so oh, wow. mm-hmm. there's definitely been, you know, some, some outcry from, from some civil, you know, civic leaders in town, uh, some council people. Uh, and it definitely remains to be seen if anything will be done to actually address that, to change it back. But it, it, everything I've read, it doesn't sound like it. Like the developers are already saying, you know, oh, well, this this is going to be better for the museum, and we were able to give it a little bit more space because we put it in the back. And so, and they're like, you know, we're just thinking about construction now. So, like for them, it's done, and I doubt they'll be. The mayor doesn't seem too bothered by all this, so it, it sounds like it's going to happen. So, you know, it wasn't a great idea to put it in Nashville to begin with. If they were going to do it, they should have done it big um, and you know, real public. And it doesn't sound like they're even going to give it that properly. So that sucks. There you go. That's why Nashville sucks this, this month. Well, that's, uh, oof, that's fascinating. So uh, I just don't know. I, I just can't, I, I mean, you, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. I don't have anything else to add on that. As far as like they, if they're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right. Um, if you're going to do it, and, and, do it right. Yeah. Like why are you and, doing I mean, it? If you're going to hide it, I don't understand. I don't either. I don't at all. And it, it, it's actually that, giant building is um, there's also people mad that it's it's really close to the ryman and it's going to kind of mess with how people will get to the ryman and everything so there's people are just mad in general but that's a very nashville these people have a lot of money and they're they're willing to spend it because this is in, just an incredible property the location of it's incredible um so they're basically just giving it away um you know in terms of and not kind of keeping the things that are important as far as culture goes. Um, and that that's Nashville to me. Um, they, they just want to be kind of have all the, the glitz and, you know, all the, you know, put a bunch of zeros after millions and spend a lot of money, uh, but not actually maintain any kind of character that's, that's real. All right. Well, there you have your two reasons to hate uh, Nashville. Uh, this month, historically, the uh, Film Commission's distribution of funds and then Nashville's botching of the the museum that they shouldn't even have. No, they should not have that. All right. <laughs> they All don't right. deserve that. <laughs> All right, Greg, we will <laughs> check back in with you next week or next month, uh, rather. So everybody can follow Greg at Greg Akers on social media. Greg, thanks for joining us as always. Thanks for having me. All right, it's Greg telling us why Nashville sucks this month. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night. 
night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap. And every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. SerenaTrivia.com.